0: We'll go ahead and turn to the book of Proverbs tonight as we continue our study. If you were with us last time, you know that we are going to be studying selected themes from the book of Proverbs to help us grow in wisdom and to help us pass along wisdom to our kids. And so we want to continue that tonight. So uh, let's pray together as we begin our study of God's word. Our Father, we thank you for your word that gives us wisdom for life and uh, the wisdom that we desperately need to uh, seek to raise our kids in a way that honors you. And uh, we're thankful for the time together tonight, for the meal we can enjoy, for the fellowship, and uh, for the opportunity that we have to consider your word together, to discuss that uh, with one another as we seek to apply it well in our lives. And so we entrust our evening to you and our time of study to you now. In Christ's name, amen. Well, as we learned last week, Proverbs is about giving us wisdom. The book of Proverbs begins in, in chapter one and it says it's the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction. Solomon wrote and, and others so that we would have wisdom. It's not just head knowledge, but it's the, the head knowledge applied in the details of life. One writer that we mentioned last time said it's to act on moral spiritual knowledge out of its internalization. It's a mouthful but I think it's helpful. To act on moral spiritual knowledge out of its internalization. Meaning we, we have the moral spiritual knowledge but we have internalized it to such an, an extent that it now flows out of us as we navigate the details of life. That's what we want, and the foundation for that comes in verse 7, which is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When we have an awe and a respect for God that, that drives us to his word and drives us to respect him and his character, it's the foundation for cultivating that life of wisdom. And We saw last week, that the, or last time we met, that the Proverbs, we will see, are, are timeless principles of truth from God's word. They're not promises that always come true. They're not specific action steps necessarily that apply in every situation, but they are principles to help us think with wisdom, and they're intended for us, but also they're intended for us to pass along to our kids. Verse eight begins, hear my son, your father's instruction. And so these proverbs are intended that we would internalize them and that we would live them out, but then that they would flow out of us in instruction to our children. And that's really what we want to consider tonight, the fact that the Proverbs are not simply wisdom for our life, as we focused on last time, but they are wisdom to be passed on to the next generation, to our kids. So we want to think about what it looks like to have wise words tonight. You know, words, as you know, are powerful. How many of you can think of a time when you wish that you could go back and hit rewind on a conversation that you had and say, oh, I'm just going to delete that, that phrase that I said or that paragraph that I said, and we're gonna try that again. You know, all of us feel that way, probably daily or more often. We think, ah, why did I say that? And, and the, the challenge is it's hard to control our words, but our words have such a significant impact on others. Proverbs Twelve eighteen kind of addresses this in our our thinking it says there is one who speaks rashly like the thrusts of a sword you ever feel that way that maybe somebody talked to you that way it's like they're just stabbing me with their words but he says the tongue of the wise brings healing that's what we want We don't wanna be walking around stabbing people with our words, we wanna be using wise words that bring healing and help to everyone that we interact with, but particularly in the context of parenting our children. And so tonight I want us to begin by focusing on something of what Proverbs teaches us about the communication of wisdom the communication of wisdom. What does Proverbs teach us? Not just about knowing wisdom, but how to rightly and wisely communicate that wisdom to others. Because you see, we all understand that there is more to communicating well than simply the content that we say. You know, undoubtedly as parents, you can think of a time you said something that was true and right to your kids but you said it in a way that was not particularly helpful. And so we wanna think about all that the Proverbs teaches us, or much of what the Proverbs teaches us about how we communicate wisdom well. And I want us to start just briefly by understanding the value of wise words. Understanding the value of wise words. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 20. We're gonna primarily be in Proverbs 15 tonight, but I want us to begin in Proverbs chapter 20. And verse 15, which puts it this way. It says, there is gold and an abundance of jewels, but the lips of knowledge are a more precious thing. He says, there's there's those with gold and abundance of jewels, but more valuable than that are the lips of knowledge. Lips that are communicating the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God to others. He says more valuable than a really big bank account, more valuable than the financial inheritance that you leave for your kids is the wise words, the words of knowledge that you communicate to the next generation. You guys, if we don't understand the value of wise words, we're not gonna be very careful in cultivating wise words in our interactions with others. If all we think of when it comes to our speech is don't say something stupid, (laughs) don't sin, you know, we know, yeah, I'm not supposed to lie, I'm I'm not supposed to slander, I'm not supposed to gossip, I don't wanna do all those things. We We will guard our tongue somewhat, but when we understand the precious value of lips that speak knowledge as a precious, precious thing. It's gonna motivate us to be so careful in the communication of wisdom in our life. He says, there is gold and an abundance of jewels, but the lips of knowledge are a more precious thing. You guys, one of the most valuable things we can do as individuals interacting with anyone, but particularly as parents, is to speak words of wisdom. How do we do that? Secondly, we need to think about learning the content of wise words. Turn back to Proverbs 15. And Proverbs 15 is a chapter that has a lot of different themes woven together, but in in many ways, as even the heading in the New American Standard says, it's contrasting a variety of features of those who are upright and those who are wicked, the righteous and the fool, the wise and those who practice folly. And one of the primary things that is woven through this chapter is the communication and reception, as we'll get to in a moment, of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 15, verse seven, puts it this way. It says, the lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the hearts of fools are not so. You see, when, when we think of wise communication, as we saw even in, in, uh, in chapter 20, verse 15, the lips of knowledge, this verse makes it even clearer, the lips of the wise do what? They spread knowledge. Now, is that just, you know, they're like a walking encyclopedia, you know, where you, you know, you ask somebody a question and man, the lips of the wise, bam, they got an answer for that. It's no, no problem. I've thought of that. I've got that. No, it's not just the, the content of factual information. Don't, don't worry. If you don't have the answer to every question your kid asks you, that's okay. That's not what this is talking about. When your child asks you how that works and how this works, and if you say, I don't know, that's, that's okay. That's not what he's speaking about. He's speaking about the knowledge in the context of Proverbs that we saw last week, which is the knowledge of God, his character, and his ways that leads to wise living in the world that God has made. You see, we want to be speaking... Words, spreading words that are, are spreading the knowledge of God, his character, and his ways. You know, that's why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of this knowledge. It's not about, you know, passing tests. It's not about that great study habits are the beginning of knowledge. No, the fear of the Lord, understanding God, who he is, what he's like, and, and letting that be the fuel that drives our speech. You see, we need to have wise words that are filled with the communication about who God is, what he has called us to, how we are to think and respond in light of him. You guys, what we say does matter. Now you may say, man, even when it comes to stuff related to life and God and the Bible, I don't have all the answers that my kid needs. Well, yeah, that's, that's true of all of us, but we should be growing in those things, and we should be diligent to wanna learn of him ourselves so that those things flow out of us. Proverbs ten thirty one paints a beautiful picture. It says this, the mouth of the righteous flows with wisdom. Isn't that what you, you want for yourself? I hope it is. That, that your mouth flows with wisdom. <laughs> You know, some often our mouth flows with all sorts of of other things besides wisdom. But he says, the mouth of the righteous flows with wisdom, but the perverted tongue will be cut out. Yes, we do need to know the right content to be able to speak words of wisdom that contain the knowledge of God and his ways. That's one reason why we are doing this study this year. Why we're gonna look at different topics and, and different themes that are particularly pertinent to our stage of life and to what our kids will be facing in the coming years so that we can learn that knowledge. We can learn how does God speak to these things so that we can communicate that to our children and so we can apply that in our own lives. We need that content, but it's not just that content that we need and where I want us to focus tonight is on thirdly, cultivating the characteristics of wise words. Because the Proverbs tell us it's not simply about having the knowledge and wisdom that you are now able to communicate. That's a big part of it, but it's about how we are communicating those wise words. What are the characteristics that that the Proverbs describe of our speech, not just its content, but how we even approach that communication. Begin in in chapter 15, verse one, and we see something of this idea. He says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh harsh word stirs up anger. But then verse two says, the tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, or good, but the mouth of fools spouts folly. One of the things that we, we see here is related to the content of our speech that we've already seen. You see the contrast between the tongue of the wise speaking knowledge and the mouth of the spool, fools spouting folly. So often the Proverbs have that parallelism that, that gives a contrast on the one hand this, on the other hand that. So we don't want to be the fools spouting folly, communicating foolishness. We want to be those who are are speaking knowledge, but this verse also gives an interesting twist on how we are to communicate. Notice it says the tongue of the wise doesn't just spout knowledge in contrast to the fool who spouts folly, but the tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable. I think we could summarize this as our, our, our wise words are going to be thoughtful words. We're gonna be thoughtful about how we communicate the knowledge and wisdom that God has revealed we want to make knowledge good now you say well we we can't really change the substance of that knowledge and and certainly we don't want to try to do that I don't think he's not saying you can somehow make this more um, this knowledge better but he's saying we can communicate it in a way that helps the other person to recognize it as good and acceptable Again, you could think of, of, of plenty of times with your kids, unless they're, they're still very young, and even probably then you can think of examples, of times you have said the exact right thing to your kids content-wise. And yet you said it in such a way that their immediate reaction to it was to not appreciate the wealth of wisdom that you just handed off to them. Right, where, where you said the right thing, you need to treat your sister with kindness. That's true, <laughs> but you said it in a way that makes your child think, eh, I don't wanna do whatever you just said I'm supposed to do. Yes, we need to be thoughtful in our words, and that's not just what we say. I think implied in that is certainly the tone of voice that we use, the the manner in which we present the, the truth that we communicate. Part of that is, is fleshed out a little more. At the end of this chapter, look at verse 28 of, of chapter 15. It says the heart of the righteous ponders how to answer but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things again a fascinating contrast the heart of the wicked they just kind of are overflowing and pouring out evil things there's no consideration to what should be coming out but he says the the heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. They give thought to, they consider how to answer. I think part of this means that when we are righteous or wise, we are gonna be, be wise enough to know that my initial reaction often is wrong. <laughs> my initial thought of how I'm going to respond is often not helpful or sufficient or wise. It may even be sinful. And so the righteous is going to ponder, going to think about how to answer. What, how is the best way for me to respond? What is the best way for me to, to speak in this situation? As we need, sometimes when we stop to think, we will actually conclude that we don't need to say anything. One writer uh, put it this way, he says, Proverbs has a strong bias in favor of silence, or at least very, the very spare use of words by the wise. W- one of the things Proverbs exhorts us to is to be careful w- the, the, the volume of words that we speak, to, to, to be self-controlled in what we say. Proverbs 17, 27, and 28 puts it this way, it says, he who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. And then one of my favorite proverbs, even a fool when he keeps silent is considered wise. (laughs) When he closes his lips, he's considered prudent. You know, sometimes we just are so quick to speak out of the, the reaction that we have to circumstance and, and the reality is if we had been thoughtful we would have, have restrained our lips and we would not have uttered something that was destructive to us. Because we again underestimate the impact of our words and so we don't, aren't careful in how we use them I think of something like if you were to go to a, a shooting range and you understand that this gun has bullets in it and those bullets can cause big issues for somebody if I was to shoot them in that way, so how do you approach that gun? Well, you're, you're going to be very careful with that. You're not just going to go, this is fine, I'm just shooting this all over the place. No, you understand this is a serious thing because our words are like that and yet we, we just spout them off so often. Because one of the the characteristics of wise words is that we will be thoughtful in the words that we utter. Again, we, this, this applies in every context that we can communicate, certainly in our words directly towards people, but we have other, other means of communication as well. You know, Now we can send text messages and social media stuff, and it's really easy just to get something in reply without thinking carefully about what it is that we say. I think this is one of the things that, that our, our, the coming generation of our children need lots of help with to think about their thoughtful words, the, the, uh, whether they should be communicating, how they should be communicating in that way. Again, certainly that's true in face-to-face communication. We've, we've dealt with that with our kids as they've gotten older and begin to text message. And, and that's a whole nother realm of communication where we've tried to help our kids to say, you know what? You need to ponder how to answer. <laughs> you need to think about this. So much so that the, the rule at our house, uh, at least when, when they first start that, is you gotta show us what you're gonna send before you send it, which is a serious pain, Right? Not just for them, actually. Um, but it's like, no, my, and, and my wife bears the brunt of this, but it's like, we wanna help you to think about what it is that you're communicating and how you're communicating and, and how that could be interpreted. We wanna be thoughtful in the use of our words. Proverbs says, it's not just the content of our words, but it's thinking through how to make those things acceptable to others. How's the best way to present these things? How, how should we communicate? Secondly, we, we see that Proverbs exhorts us to have timely words. Look back at, um, at Proverbs fifteen twenty three. It says, a man has joy in an apt answer, how delightful is a timely word. Proverbs twenty-five eleven puts it this way. Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. Pictures some decorative... Uh, uh, precious metal artwork, a a gold apple that has been set in a backdrop of silver, and it says, as beautiful as that is, it's it's similar to a word that is spoken in right circumstances. We wanna be thoughtful in what we say and whether we say anything at all, and one of the ways that we are to be thoughtful is on the timing of our words. How delightful is a timely word. Now, most of us, at least if you're like me, tend to think about when is the, the best time for me to talk, not when is the best time for the other person to hear and listen to me. So as a parent, that means like, there's a certain point at night when I wanna be in bed, and if, if you're eager to talk and listen at that point, it's not convenient for me, we'll try it at a different time. Or, or sometimes in, again, the different medias that we have for communication, one of the, the joy and, and, uh, and terrible things about things like email is, well, I can just send it when I'm thinking about it, I don't have to think about, is this a good time for you to think about it in those ways? And again, that's part of the, uh, the, the reason reason for those things but we need to train ourselves to think about not only what we say whether it is helpful and in how we're communicating but is it timely is this the right set of circumstances for us to be addressing these things you know, this is particularly important when we are confronting someone about something that they have done wrong. We need to be mindful of when the right season is for us to bring that to someone's attention. Again, this is true in, in every relationship. It's particularly true in our marriage and in our parenting just because we see a spouse or a child do something wrong doesn't mean that that is the exact right opportunity to address that you know it may be that our child does something wrong but it's in front of others maybe other family members, maybe others outside our family, and addressing it in front of those other people. The content is right, it's true, but we're communicating something that we don't want to communicate. We're humiliating that child or that spouse. And so the timing may be to say, well, we need to make sure that we're addressing this in private in a way that is appropriate. You know, it may be that our child has done something that is foolish and they're flustered by that. It may be, for example, like a mom gets a phone call that my their daughter set their cell phone on their sister's trunk and it flew off in the highway and um, and the child is dealing with that, which happened to happen to my wife tonight. but, and so there's, a, there's an appropriateness to say, okay, we may need to have a, respons- uh, a talk with our daughter about responsibility and, and those things, but that, that may not be the case, and we may need to think about when and how we go about this or other circumstances along those lines. Yes, we need to, to think about, is this the right circumstances? Is this a timely word such that it will likely be received by the other person? If somebody's exhausted... <laughs> probably not a good time to bring up a hard subject. If, if somebody is, uh, is already discouraged, probably not a good time to heap, heap more on them. If somebody's already feeling the weight of something that they've done wrong, we maybe shouldn't be pushing more into that issue. This doesn't mean that we don't confront or raise issues. It just means we want to think about how can I put this other person in the best possible position to receive the instruction that I am giving them. Guys, we want to have wisdom, wise words. That means we're going to be careful how we communicate those things as well. But Proverbs also speaks, just briefly, secondly, not only about the communication of wisdom, but the reception of wisdom. Because the reality is, you can communicate wisdom as carefully and thoughtfully and timely as possible, and the other person can do What? <laughs> day. I don't have any interest in hearing that anyway. As Proverbs says, there is a responsibility on the communicator's part to do so with wisdom, to communicate knowledge in a way that's timely and appropriate, but there's also a responsibility on the one receiving that instruction to embrace and accept it with humility. Just listen to these verses in Proverbs 15. Uh, as we work our way through briefly. Verse five says, A fool rejects his father's discipline, but he who regards reproof is sensible. A fool says, I don't want to be corrected. I don't want to be trained. But, a, but someone who regards reproof, who hears correction, is sensible. Proverbs fifteen twelve says a scoffer does not love one who reproves him he will not go to the wise a scoffer says no i don't want you to tell me how i'm wrong how i'm thinking wrongly or living wrongly he will not go to the wise and say i want to hear your perspective verse 14 says the mind of the intelligent seeks knowledge but the mouth of fools feeds on folly what a powerful proverb the mind of the intelligent looks for knowledge. They seek after it, but the, the mouth of the fool feeds on what? What do they want? They just want somebody to give me folly and foolishness. What a picture of, of our culture. We, we don't seek knowledge. We just want to ingest foolishness. Proverbs uh, 15.31 really gets to the heart of these things. At the end of this chapter, it says, he whose ears listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. He who neglects discipline despises himself, but he who listens to reproof acquires understanding. It says, if you listen to reproof, you will be wise. But if you neglect discipline, you are actually hating yourself. Now, Your kids don't think that way, you don't think that way, I don't think that way when we're neglecting those things, but that's the reality. They think, no, I'm doing what's best for me, I don't wanna hear that, I don't wanna respond to that. Proverbs says, no, they are despising themselves because they're not uh, not taking advantage of the opportunity that they have been given to gain wisdom. Why is that? Verse 33 says, the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom and before honor comes humility. That's the root. <laughs> he says, if you fear the Lord, you long for instruction and wisdom so that you can know God and respond according to his, his will, and you are humble, then you are in a position to receive wisdom. Again, we would start with ourselves in these things and say, are we the fool? <laughs> who says, you know what, I don't really want to be corrected. I want to have my thinking highlighted where it's wrong so that I can grow in wisdom. I'm doing just fine. Are we seeking knowledge or are we feeding on folly? Are we humble enough and fear the Lord enough to receive instruction and wisdom? And then are we cultivating that in our kids? Now, you can't make your kids do that, can you? You can't say... Uh, you, you need to uh, embrace wisdom and, and just uh, respond in this way and I'm gonna mold you into this humble person who's gonna embrace this all the time. You, you don't have that control over their heart. You can communicate wisdom in a way that is, is winsome and timely and appropriate, grow in that, you can help your child to understand the wisdom of Proverbs that God says it's really good for you to embrace reproof and correction. I'm not doing this because I'm mad at you. I'm not doing this because I think you are, are somehow foolish and other than me. No, I'm one who has had to grow in these things myself and God says I'm to help you in these ways and I urge you to listen and to be humble in those ways. You know, so often with Uh, some of our kids more than others, any act of discipline turned more from this is what the specific sin is to your overall attitude towards correction and reproof, towards the humility that we're to have before God. And you have those conversations over and over and over and over again. Yes, we wanna cultivate in our children a receptiveness to the wisdom of God that comes from a humble heart that fears the Lord. And we wanna communicate wisdom. We wanna value our words so that that wisdom is what flows off of our tongue because we've filled our minds and hearts with the truth of God's word and we're careful with our words, we think before we speak so that we can speak in a way that's timely in a way that is appropriate to the circumstances. You guys, all of us fall very far short of that, don't we? That's one of the reasons why this room is full <laughs> because we all say we need help in that. We need God's wisdom and that's, that's our delight this year is to say, Lord, give us wisdom <laughs> We would love all of it like tonight, but we can't. We, but we wanna, we wanna embrace this journey so that we can grow in wisdom and so that we can communicate it clearly to our children and to others. May God give us the grace to do that, to grow in that, even over these next couple of weeks as we meditate on these truths and discuss them tonight. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for just these these nuggets of wisdom that are piercing to our own hearts. Lord, help us to be careful with our words, to speak in a way that is is prudent and wise, that we would say things that are appropriate and timely to our spouses and to our, our children and to others that we interact with. Lord, give us grace in that way so that we can honor you and so we can be useful vessels. Lord, I pray that we would not be foolish ourselves, that we would embrace growing in wisdom and that you would help our children to have humble hearts that are eager to receive the instruction that you would give. Lord, we thank you and we just pray that you would use our rest of our time together to that end. In Christ's name, amen.